What's good, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Four Quarter Talk podcast. I'm your host, Josh Masoki, joined by my co-host. Jack Brazil, how's everyone today? Yeah. How are you? Good? I'm good, yeah. Nice. Beautiful weather outside. Beautiful weather, finally. Beautiful weather outside, rugby out there. Wow, yeah. actually, I'd rather be in my meeting right now. <laughs> let's, let's go, man. Let's go. Let's, let's get started with Kyrie Irving. Break breaking news. Yesterday, he finally won. Uh, he beat he the beat mayor. Case. He beat the case. Kyrie has been cleared for all home for home all home games. So he will play the remainder of the last ten games of the season. Obviously, that has big implications on the Eastern Conference race because uh, a Kyrie and a KD, no one wants to see that in the first round. Uh, what 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 are your thoughts? Well, with the Nets, with this Kyrie, especially this Kyrie, um, because over his over his last few games, over his last four games, averaging forty four points per game on sixty two percent field goal percentage. So the guy is in biblical form at the moment, um, and this could spell one of the most dangerous eight seeds in NBA history. Granted, they get in the play, they get past the playing. Um, but obviously, I think we'd all back them to to get in the play the play in. Um, yeah, man, no one wants to see those nets. And if your Celtics continue their up- upward trajectory into that first seed with the with the heat crumbling, well, the thing is, if they beat Toronto, as I said before, they will be seventh seed. So they ah. will play second seed. Okay, not first seed. But you could easily be in that second seed as well. I know. Yes, <laughs> and I'm sure you'd much rather play someone like the Raptors in the. Oh yeah, 100%, the 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. percent, <laughs> And you know, you know, you and Kyrie have some bad blood. So, uh, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But yeah, Kyrie's been in in outstanding form, and um, I think I I speak for every basketball fan when I say we're we're all ecstatic to see him yeah. back playing every game. Obviously, apart from in Canada, but um, yeah, it, it was it was weird though that it took this long. Obviously, they had that rule where he could only sit courtside. Um, like that that was a weird one. That was one of the. Now you see where, what ones. it was. It, so obviously, these rules are affecting like regular citizens. Yeah. So the initial rule was just everyone has to be vaccinated for events and working. The one that the reason why he was able to sit courtside but not on the bench is because technically he's an employee of the of the nets. of the nets and there was so they removed the rule for being um in attendance at events like as a spectator okay. but they didn't remove the employee rule for like all businesses oh, and everything yeah. so so he, say, say if like they if like their kit man or something had yeah, not been yeah. vaccinated he couldn't he have, couldn't be there okay yeah and I'm pretty sure media members had to be like vaccinated to be there, even in the crowd. So yeah, but th- yeah, this also this also allows the Nets to um, to take a, a bit more time with Ben Simmons as well, because there's yeah. been a lot of reports saying Ben Simmons probably won't be back before the start of the playoffs. Yeah, but just going back real quick, what's interesting about uh, the announcement yesterday is that this rule is actually not for all employees. This rule is specifically for um, like sports, for athletes and mm. like entertainers. But basically, well, Kyrie so Irving. I the, think, <laughs> and apparently... The mayor um, did say he'd love to see uh, NBA title win in uh, New York more than anything. Yeah, apparently so. the New York Mets owner donated money towards like the mayor's like campaign or something wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey man he's done us all a favour though <laughs> he's yeah. done us all a favour but yeah we've got I, some Gotham City like laws going on yeah. the, under the table but, but but yeah as you said yeah with Ben Simmons that's a shaky situation going on over there mm. herniated disc is not something you want to hear from a, no. someone under yeah. 30 so yeah so this is much needed yeah it, it allows it means that there won't be so much pressure on KD and obviously KD's getting up there in age and there's no doubt he can still do it but um, he's facing triple teams these last few exactly, games I've yeah. been watching and it's yeah he's, and he's yeah obviously Kyrie will take some of that attention away and that pressure away as well and you can stagger their minutes as well play them with, with the bench and whatever so mm. this allows the uh, Nets to be so much more flexible and it's going to make them way more dangerous but they still need help from other players Oh yeah, of like, they still got Curry coming back. Oh yeah, yeah, Curry. Drummond's, Drummond's been pretty solid. Bruce Brown's been good as well. Bruce Brown. Like, like someone like Patty Mills needs to step up because he's he been shooting up. like yeah, he's been shooting like yes. very poorly. Starting the season, he was one of the yeah. best shooters in the league. He was yeah, six man of the year straight away. Yeah, he's, he's fallen off. Yeah. But, um, but again, I think Kyrie coming back will only help him as well. 
because he'll get more open shots. I think. And now yeah. the biggest the biggest deal about having the difference between having Kyrie part time and having a full time is defined roles and knowing what to expect from each yeah. player mm. every time and not having to adjust the game plan. So that's the big that's the biggest thing they can benefit from. And you know, with Patty Mills, some games he was coming in thinking he had to be the second scorer, and then some games he was coming in off the bench, and then yeah, so yeah, at yeah. least now there's defined roles. You know what to expect, and you can start to build that chemistry for the last ten games. Goran Dragic's been a good pickup for them as well. Yeah, he's um, steady. He's been steady for them. Given he's replaced some of that production that they missed through Patty Mills. So maybe um, he's injured. So he didn't play anything. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, the the big question mark with the Nets, if they can't get Ben Simmons back, is still going to remain their defense. their defense. Um, so I think that caps their ceiling a bit against someone like a Celtics, who are elite on defense and on offense. So. Um, Kyrie doesn't help too much in that perspective, but um, he. Well, but I think Kyrie like goes, gives back other way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. on the yeah. other yeah. side. Yeah, you can you can afford to have yeah, Kyrie Irving yeah, exactly. in your lineup as a below average defender if he's going to give you forty five a night. Yeah. And he does step up against certain yeah. matchups. He steps up in the finals well, against Kyrie. He would always step up mm. in that game against the 76ers, He was climbing up hard, and so. Like he, he steps up when he needs to, yep. yeah. and you now you have a rested Kyrie, a Kyrie that normally misses several games throughout the season and is banged up by the time it comes to playoff time. He's now been rested the whole season, so yeah, he'll be fresh, very he will be fresh. And there's there's no better sight really than playoff Kyrie as well. Mm. He always steps up in the playoffs. So uh, uh, we'll apart from that one Celtics, <laughs> yeah. that Celtics Bucks series, <laughs> but uh, apart yeah. from I that, think, I think he, he already had a foot out the door at that, at that point. Probably. Yes, he had his whole season before that. He got injured, then, so he didn't play. Yeah, so. He had his bags packed. <laughs> yeah, he had his flight booked. Probably never bought a house in in Brooklyn in in uh, Boston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I don't blame him. Um, it would be a, one of the all-time revenge series, though, if he does come back and. Knocks you guys out. That would be. He did it last year. Oh yeah. But... <laughs> he did it oh, last nah. year. Wait. Oh no. Nah, there were there were crowds back, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 It was limited though, wasn't it? Uh, I think. Or was it full? It was full for game five or four. Okay. For one of the games, uh, Celtics Arena were full. Mm. But anyway, moving on. So we're gonna get back to our regular new segment: uh, performances of the week, best worst. Uh, underrated, surprising, whatever. Uh, so, do you want to start, Jack? Yeah, man. I've gone for um, the point guard out in Cleveland, Darius Garland. He's had a fantastic time since the uh, All-Star break. 26 and a half and 11 and a half assists um, since the All-Star break. Eleven game. That's an 11-game sample size. And obviously the Cavs have missed key pieces, most notably Jarrett Allen. Uh, but he's still keeping them afloat in that bid for the four fifth seed in in the East. Um and especially over his last three. I mean forty three gone. Which seed? Fourth or fifth? No. Like uh, they are not reaching fourth or fifth. Okay. But there's six so yeah, okay, yeah. So, no, so. I don't think they're that many games behind us. Okay, I think we might have the same amount of wins as them. But anyway, it doesn't really make <laughs> much difference Look, where they the, finish. The Cavs, yeah. the Cavs have had a shaky season, not in terms of their, not not because of themselves, but with injuries. They lost Ricky Rubio, who was great for them at yeah. the start of the he season. He was playing well as well. Then they replaced like Rondo. There was all star shots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was all star yeah. shots for Ricky Rubio. Yeah, they've tried with Rondo and several different players, and they've lost. Obviously, they lost Jared Allen recently. Yeah. That was a big blow to them. But um, the fact that yeah, the, like. Uh, Darius Garland. Darius Garland being able to keep them afloat. Uh, they've risen above so many, like so much adversity mm. as a young team as well. Yeah, four, 43 assists, seven turnovers in his last three games, and you know, 29 and 17 last last time out against the Lakers. Um, he's really progressing as one of the elite passers in the NBA. And we were we were having a discussion off camera, but we we think Darius Garland is an outside shout for all NBA this year, and I think it would be more than well deserved. Um, and you know, there's that classic trope in the NBA that it takes a point guard a little bit longer to adapt and to come into their prime. But it's Darius Garland, as soon as his role was defined as kind of the leader as that team, as soon as Collins and Sexton was kind of made yeah. that number two option, and Sexton they, is very expendable now. Very expendable. Um, and you know, the, yeah. Cavs, the Cavs could really build a competent ro- roster using Collins Sexton as a, as a trade piece. Um, and a lot of credit has to go to Ray John Rondo as well. We've heard all the stories about how he's kind of taken him under his wing and mentored him. Um, Shout out Chris Paul. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Darius Garland is my is my player of the week. He has been unbelievable um, recently. What's that? Uh, yeah, I'll go with a completely random one. Like last week on the episode, we talked about how many 50-point uh, games has been this month. Yeah. And literally the same night, Sadiq Bey, out of all people, had 51. Like, well, so everyone was watching March of Madness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely no one was watching, what was it, Pistons versus Pistons Magic? Pistons against Magic, but, but what do you think? He yeah, put on a show, he put on a show. Still, 51 is... for five people. <laughs> <laughs> like, 51 is a big, like, 51 yeah. is a, a lot. Like, he had 17 from 27, like, shooting 10 three-pointers. Like, he had a great game, and yeah, unfortunately, no one watched it. Yeah. As you yeah. say, but, like, 50 pieces, I mean, a big you, one. I mean, you can't have... A 50-point game in the NBA and it not be impressive. Yeah, exactly. But of course. The Magic did just get 50, 60 pieced by Kyrie Irving in the last game before that. So uh, I seems, watched. No, seems I to be watch, a theme. Yeah. I watched the highlights though, and they were like, it was just great shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, player is a great young player. Yeah. Yeah. He's and he's, so, he's part. He's part of a really exciting core there in, in Detroit. I think they're. Yeah. Overrated. Like they are. They have few. Yeah, nice they have players. they have a few a few nice pieces. Yeah. Um, definitely pieces you can build around. Oh yeah, for sure. So, yeah, for sure. Like I, I, I think like in the future there'll be few teams like that'll be very fun to watch, like Magic, like Pistons, like Thunder. So because they have like young talent. Yeah. So it's interesting to see. Yeah, man. Speaking of exciting teams to watch, I've I've gone with a team. I'm going with the Celtics. Uh, in the last week, they've beaten the Warriors, Jazz, Nuggets, yeah, and Nuggets by a combined seventy points. Wow! Uh, what the last five games? <laughs> the last five games, what they've they've won by at least twenty. Was the last five? No, because we played Thunder. Out <laughs> <laughs> of all teams, we didn't beat Thunder by twenty points. <sighs> Don't even talk to me about that, man. We cannot, <laughs> we cannot tank, man. We cannot tank, but. Just let other teams do it for you. Got basically everyone else to take <laughs> anyway. So, and then what the the Clippers are playing well for no reason as well. Yeah, for real. Oh man, shout out Tyloo. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the Celtics have just been dominant. Uh, Both sides of the ball, man. Yeah, we we we've talked about them. What are their weaknesses? Like, I'm I'm struggling to find one. And you you can also see how this the, the way they're playing could translate to the playoffs as well. Yeah, yeah, they're built they're built for the playoffs. Built for the playoffs. You got you got an elite closer. You've got an elite sidekick to the closer and you just got every we were speaking off camera again, like I was asking you who who is a bad defender on the Celtics and we we were kind of scratching our heads thinking of answers. Um so and I think do you do you think um Ime Doka coach it here? Uh no. Like he'll be candidate, but I don't think unless we make number first seed. Okay. But I also like I'd go with the uh, Grizzlies coach. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Monty Williams as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. It I, will like be Mo- though, I think those three will be. F- I feel like Monty three. Williams is old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's old one. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Him. Like after last season, especially like he needs one. Yeah, and it's, it's not like Thibodeau didn't deserve it last year. Yeah. But it's like Monty Williams was more than deserving. Yeah. And he's continued that one. Yeah. And um, so like I like as I said before, I just want him to be top three, and I'll be happy. Yeah. Mm. Get an invite to the yeah. awards. The yeah, exactly, exactly. That no but one. But yeah, I, I think what Iman Monty Williams or who's coach of the Grizzlies? Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, he's, he's. I was gonna say JB, but that's that's a uh, like, that's the couch. Yeah, his name? I know his name. It's quite it's quite a tough name to pronounce. Yeah, it's like Boca or something. Be or something like that. Isn't he like one of Pop's proteges? think so yeah. so yeah I think those three will be top three in coach of the year yeah. because yeah for Grizzlies the hitting 50 is a big thing Grizzlies yeah. hitting 50 and we also and saw the wins that, without yeah, yeah 15 and 2 without John Morant yeah but yeah um, Celtics yeah I don't know oh it's, it's Taylor, Jen- Taylor oh. Jenkins oh, okay. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was oh, I don't know who I'm thinking of you might be thinking you're thinking of the Charlotte the no, Hornets no, no. coach no, 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 I know no. that is. But, uh... Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I don't know who I'm thinking of. But, yeah, like... the Cel- And, obviously, after the start you guys had... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah poor start, it and it was kind of... It looked like a continuation from an underwhelming yeah. season last year. Mm-hmm. With very similar personnel. When do you think was the moment that it kind of clicked and it switched? Well... General Brown said like energy shifted because there was with 
some weird universe yeah. stuff happening. So someone, <laughs> so someone was playing with their crystals. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I think Wait, it was it wasn't it. It was quite soon after we made that our return episode, the Tatum Brown episode. Yeah, I think you had just kind of started streaming yeah, 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 here, yeah. and then once we made that episode, the, the classic <laughs> four quarter talk curse. Oh no, it was not a curse because not a curse, but we we this is a blessing for you. Yeah. No, no, no. But what I mean is we we were all saying that they shouldn't be split up. Yeah, we yeah. clickbaited it, but yeah. we didn't. Yeah, we we all said it was dumb to even consider yeah, 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 breaking yeah. them up. But I think like yeah, like everyone got healthy. Mark Smart like was said to be a point guard and he's playing well. So yeah. I think the health is he's really the main nurtured reason. that role, hasn't he? Yeah, as the point guard. The thing is with him, like every season, this is his rookie year. He had he was the number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had Rondo. He had. Uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas has Kyrie. Now he's on his own, and he's a point like he's the point guard of the team. So I think that's a big reason. And yeah, health. Yeah. Hopefully we can stay healthy. All right. So so we talked about the best. Now now we gotta go to the worst. And I've I've gone with the Miami Heat. Uh, this was before the scuffle <laughs> last night. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Heat. I don't know, man. Them, them bubble boys, back again. Back again, the man. Bubble boys are back again. Uh, so they they lost, they lost to the Warriors without the Steph, Warriors. without Steph, Clay, or Draymond. But the game before that, they lost to the 76ers without Embiid or Harden. Uh, what's happening with the Heat? I think it's just when, if they have any sort of offensive struggles because they don't have that go-to guy when the threes aren't falling because they shoot a high volume of threes right mm. so one, once those start to not fall you don't have a guy that can bail you out on the offensive end yeah. um, and when you come up against good defensive teams um, they're going to struggle and you know they've done really well to be in the one seed um, but I, th- I I see them falling out of that now and I think you know they have a lot of big personalities in that in that locker room Jimmy Butler you have um Udonis Haslam, as we saw yesterday. Um, Marcus, Marcus, is it Marcus or Markeith? I always get it mixed up. Marcus, Markeith. Mar- oh, yeah, Markeith. Yeah, yeah Mar- 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 Marcus is on the clip. Markeith yeah. Morris. Like, you have, you have a lot of potential for those guys, big personalities to clash, and we saw that last night. Let's see how the heat bounce back from it. Are they just going to be, you know, is Jimmy Butler going to be the bigger man and sweep it all under the carpet and get on with the season? Or um, is it is it gonna, are craps gonna start to show, man? I mean, he can sweep it underneath, but he can't sweep under that nine percent from three. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's, my, that's terrible. Well, that that was gonna that's that was gonna be my um, most disappointing player was Jimmy Butler because of that nine percent from three. I mean, he's never been known as a three point shooter, but that is that is yeah, that is inexcusable. That's it's a different level. Um, I'm sorry, it, I have to. You know that meme of. Uh, uh, harassment versus flirting. Yeah, <laughs> I swear, like Westbrook shooting thirty percent is harassment, and then fucking Jimmy Butler shooting like nine percent is flirting. I swear, but yeah, I don't. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Butler he confuses me sometimes because it feels like he's never really made that full switch to superstardom. Mm. Like he's always been on the cusp. He always it feels like he just still views himself as that that player that arrived at the Bulls that was that worked his way up but he's never like fully arrived do you think he has too much of like an underdog mentality yeah because he has those moments where even in that even in that finals run there were still moments where he's like I'm not the best player on the team it's this is Bam's team's takeover or this is Heroes and I's takeover but he doesn't want to consistently be that player that takes over and in some ways you know it's nice to have a have a star that's unselfish but you need to be able to depend on a, on a superstar if you're a contending team. Yeah, and you need like a a, a clear leader, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, and you need someone that's going to take responsibility. And if you're always shouldering the responsibility, saying this is my team, this is so and so's team, when everyone else thinks it's your team, like everyone in the NBA media thinks it's his team, probably everyone on the Heat says, thinks it's his team. You're, yeah. you're sending off a lot of mixed signals there, and you're kind of not taking responsibility in yeah. in, a, in a sense. So. Um, and he just has such an, as much as he can, he can have a series like he did against the Lakers, although asterisks against in the bubble. And what's happened to his mid-range shot, bro? Yeah, that he, is he all he, enough. He used to. That's that, enough so hard. That used, that used to be how he made his money. Was I swear, was, AD, AD and Jimmy Butler left their 
left their mid middies in, in the bubble, man. What's <laughs> yeah. going on? Um, yeah, it's not but yeah, when you when you have a star who is so prone to going like cold, like if 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 we looking back from from the All Star game, some of these field goal percentages, you'll have the sixty three percent field goal percentage games call when he when he gets close to 30 points but then you have games where he shoots 2 for 14 he'll shoot 2 for 9 and like you can't have your star doing that because especially on a t team like the Heat outside of Tyler Hero no one else is picking up those points really yeah. so um, it's a lot of pressure to put on two guys to score man yeah we all remember Buck series when Brimford yes. outscored him so. we, all do <laughs> we, we, we mentioned that a lot but I think it's um it's very yeah. pertinent to, to to the heat. It's it's just like it shows how bad it can get for the heat. Yeah. And you know. Yeah, and we talk about like we we talk about weaknesses, like their weaknesses like scoring. Scoring. Because they can't you can't rely on your six month carry you through. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they have a lot of pieces that are like kind of one man's trash is another man's treasure type pieces like Duncan Robinson Max Struess Gabe Vincent yeah. and they've all bought into the heat culture but when when does having that underdog mentality having that underdog mentality as a one seed is I don't think that's a good thing look it was great for them in the bubble because in the bubble like there was a lot of teams that just didn't want to be there yeah and, yeah. and, and it was a thing where everyone had to rise against like the adversity of being in a weird situation and having like a three four month break from NBA ball so then your culture was the biggest thing because it was like that had to carry you through yeah but now when it's just a full season it's a regular season everyone wants it just as bad as everyone else it can't really it's not going to make that much of a difference for you yeah yeah so it is tough it's a tough situation with them who's your worst performer Matas? Uh, for me I'll say a team it's Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Yeah, after that win against the uh, Nets, after that DVD winner, they went on and lost to Hor to Sixers by 10 and then to Hornets by 21 points. And as a, what, fourth seed, for fifth seed in the West, like, losing 21 by to Hornets. Yeah, Hornets is one of the like hottest teams. He's been They've been playing very well yeah. recently, but you kind of like... No Luca yesterday though as well. Yeah, but against Hornets, Luca scored 37, but everyone else yeah. basically yeah. did nothing. So, like as a team, like you need to be better. And they show like when you see the stats, like yeah, they shot 43 percent from field and 36 from three, but they got out rebounded, like assists 18 to 33, like 18 assists on that team. Like when you have Luca, Jalen Brunson, and then no one can hit a shot. So. Yeah, they need to, they, and they need to pick up because they might fall lower than they are now, and you want to do that in the West. It's it's funny how how much a week can change stuff in the NBA because yeah. lo just last week we were praising the Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but is it is it another case of of a team being too reliant on one player? Yeah, because you say with the assists now. I feel like the teams that have the most assists are the teams where it's kind of spread out and that, yeah. that's where it works more. When you have two play, two great playmakers, but obviously a great playmaker in Luka and then Jalen Brunson to help, if, if you have that usage in two players, it's kind of hard to have a free-flowing offense because it's like my career where yeah. the assists yeah. coming from one <laughs> yeah, player. Literally. People aren't really moving. It's just like I'm, I'm dribbling and then I'm giving it to you. You have yeah. to shoot type yeah. thing. So... That's it can be a bit dis. I'm, I mean, I, I know we'll get onto this later, but that's exactly what I see every night from the Chicago Bulls. Mm. It's like Demar and Levine versus the world kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a, a big reason for our struggles as of late. Yeah. Um, it also feels like Jalen Brunson kind of obviously takes a step back when Luke is in the lineup, but the player Jalen Brunson is when Luke is out of the lineup. It's so much different. It's very different. And it's almost like they kind of can't be the best versions of themselves together, which is a problem. Yeah. As a free agent this summer as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't see Jalen Brunson being a Dallas Maverick next year. No. Because um, I just think from a fit, fit perspective, wise, money, money wise, yeah. it, it, I just don't th think it aligns or works out. Um, but that will leave Dallas with a with a big hole to fill. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see and how they have Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, but I don't think. And they can strengthen. I think Dinwiddie's very good in the role he's currently in. 
Yeah, I think giving him use it for a better fit type. Yeah, instead G- giving him more, like giving him a Jalen Brunson type role, I don't think would benefit the Mavericks. Yeah, but anyway, I'm I'm going to talk about the other side of that because uh, you're talking about their Hornets loss. Uh, so I'm going to go. With un- my underrated team is the Charlotte Hornets, mm. who are on a five game winning streak. Uh, that t- that ties the the Phoenix Suns for the largest active streak. Uh, they're top five in. Points, assists, and threes. Yeah. What, what, what happened? <laughs> they did, did the Suns lose or something? No, nah, the Hornets definitely didn't lose yesterday. The Hornets just lost? <laughs> yeah. Before last night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier, they've been, they've been, they've been balling. Uh, but I can't use Muzzy stats if they've lost last night. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. It's, it's just skip last night. I feel, I feel like the Hornets are such a hot or cold team. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they'll go on a, a five-game win streak and then follow that up with a seven-game losing streak. And they just they're they're the only like Hornets games are the only games where both coaches' plan is to like make sure that that Lamelo doesn't get in rhythm. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that maybe the Warriors because Borrego like. I don't know what's I don't know what's wrong with this guy, man. Like ever since Lamelo got there, ever, ever since he was drafted, I was remember? Say, it it kind of seems like yeah. he's always had something against. Remember him. when he said, yeah. "Oh, Lamelo, he doesn't play hard enough to start." Yeah, like who was starting ahead of him? I can't even remember who it was. Was it uh, Was it Devonte? Yes, Devonte Graham. Yes, yeah. and Devonte yeah. Graham at that point was shooting like thirty five percent. He was yeah. having yeah. Se- he was having yeah. himself a season. But yeah, Wait, was it that season he was having a good season? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. that was when he was in that like, most improved competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then now, because um, the the game that they just lost, I think they were up, and then uh, he decided, he played Isaiah. So Lamelo had thirty points going into the fourth quarter, and then he played Isaiah Thomas more minutes than him in the fourth. Wow. He, he took King of the Fourth too, a bit too literally. Yeah. A bit too literally. Yeah. <laughs> it's not 2017 anymore. It's not 2017 anymore. Yeah. So they're, they're going to need a coaching change, I, I believe. You think? Yeah. And like Hornets were at one point literally 50 50 team. They yeah, were they like, were like 50 on the road, 50 at home. Yeah, literally. Like same record home and away. 50 against the West, 50 against the East. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, at least they're yeah. consistent. Yeah. They're like. <laughs> they're like yeah, mid. they're literally mid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's mid, in the sense that they'll be sick and then bad, so it just yeah. balances out. So yeah. It's not like cons- it's not like one win, one loss, one yeah, win, yeah. one loss. It's like yeah. hot streak, cold streak, hot streak, cold streak kind of thing. I think that's c- kind of um, subsequent of like a young team, which, yeah, yeah, which they cool, are obviously. Sure. Um, I don't know when. Oh, is Gordon Hayward back? I don't think he is. No, he's not. Um, no. I don't know what Gordon futures. I mean, Gordon Hayward's future lies with in the Hornets. Well, he definitely has. doesn't feel, fit the timeline, but obviously makes him a better team. Yeah. Um, but then again, like who would kind of want Gordon Hayward at this point? So, um, but I, I feel like obviously Miles Bridges had, has had a fantastic year. Especially start um, of the year. And Lamelo Ball is obviously the 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 face and the future of that franchise. So. You have the pieces. It's just you have like a lot of really weird pieces as well, like yeah. Isaiah Thomas, Terry Rozier. It's just like I don't really know what their the end game is right now. Mm-hmm. And do, do do you see them like making the playoffs through the playing? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they're playing. Uh, they will play Atlanta. So they play Atlanta in the first playing game, yeah. and then either Brooklyn or Toronto. Yeah. I don't think they are. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Imagine if. Uh, Nets lose to Toronto and they play Hawks to 4 8 seed. That would be a nice game. I think Toronto would quite easily win that. No, I mean Nets against Hawks. Oh, for the 8 seed? Yeah. yeah. That would be a nice game. I think Nets would also quite easily win that. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> right, my, my surprise yeah, is. The Hawks can only beat the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> um, my surprising team slash player I've gone with a player it's Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook finally showing some love to Russell Westbrook on the pod um, I've I f- never wavered huh? I've never wavered <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that I'm sure there's there's some texts in some group chats that say otherwise but, um, yeah anyway uh, Russell Westbrook for some reason had all these fans coming up to him and just abusing him and that's when like there's there's so much you can you can criticize Russell Westbrook's basketball ability, right? Because he's 
he's on a lot of money, plays for, you know, the the biggest basketball team in the world and, you know, he's, he's failed to meet his expectations. So there's one thing criticising him on the basketball court. But when you're running up to him and saying, you're a goof, bud. No, <laughs> no, that's away. not it. He's, no, he's so corny. No, he ran up he, to him and was like, he was like, you're my favourite player, yeah. man. Like, oh, you're so cool. I just want you to play better. And then we're like 50 feet away. You're a goof, you're a bud. Goof, <laughs> that was the most Canadian thing I've ever heard in my life. You're a goof, bud. Um, but yeah, oh, and then it was just poetry that that night Russell Westbrook hits the three to send it to overtime, and obviously the Lakers end up beating the Toronto Raptors. So, yeah. Right? Yeah, they beat them. Yeah. Um, and that was also a, a 20 point triple double for Russ. And ever since then, um, he's been kind of a l- more reminiscent. I'm not saying prime Westbrook by any means, but he's been more reminiscent of what, what he was there to give the Lakers. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he scored. 20 plus in his last four, um, eight plus rebounds in his last four. He's averaging 20, 28 and seven in his last five. So, you know, and the Lakers have actually picked up a few wins here. I'm not saying by any means they're back on track, but Westbrook is kind of, um, he always has these periods of the season where he kind of picks it up. But I didn't think it was even going to come this season with how poorly he was playing. But yeah, it's, it's glad to see, good to see him back to playing good basketball. And he's even shooting well from three. He's shooting yeah. 44% from three in, in that time that time frame. So, Yeah, and the Lakers need him to play well. Yeah, the Lakers need him. Especially now doing because Pelicans are half game back and Spurs are two games back from Lakers. Yeah. yeah so they, they need, need to make wins. A run. And they have the most difficult remaining schedule. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Do, do, we, do we still think Westbrook is, is definitely out of LA in the offseason? Because I was, I was thinking about it, about it, right? Both, all parties want that for him yeah. to leave, but how do you make it happen? Yeah. I don't see how you can make it happen. Because you can't buy out his contract because there's so much money. It's 44 million. No one's going to trade for him. It's 44 tough, for one man. season. It's tough, man. They might just have to persevere with that, I think, and just see if... Do you think Anthony Davis is going to leave first before... Before Westbrook? Yeah. I think they're going to give it one more go. Yeah. See if see if I, AD can get back to where he was point, in the bubble. At this point, with the way they're going now, I think they're just going to end up just trying to retool some stuff because even though it's hard to do, you don't you don't want to get rid of him just for the sake of getting rid of him and yep. just leave yourself in a terrible situation as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the value just isn't there to do it. Um, yeah, I, I think he he probably. Probably, probably stays. It's probably like 60-40 in terms of him staying. I think the 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 move the Lakers desperately need to make is is getting Vogel out of there. Yes. Yeah, true. Yes. That is true. That yes. is the move. Oh my goodness. That is the move that is needed like yeah. exponentially. Like he needs to go. Um I think it would it would be a case where it would just give players the lift for at least I don't know for at least the last bit in the season. Um, and also, he's a terrorist to the game of basketball. So, <laughs> oh man! But that's that's the first move they need to make. Yeah, yeah Usual surprise. Yeah, my surprising player of the week is Grant Batman Williams. Shock. So it's player shock. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because yeah, Grant Williams is like he I don't know why he called himself Batman and wanted everyone to call him Batman after the game against Sacramento. Well Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum like they said Grant is alright. Like, yeah. we'll call him still Grant. But then next <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened then. Like everyone was surprised. Then against Denver he had a decent game like thirteen points, six rebounds and then he had block on Joker. That's what Batman do. Mm-hmm. So that's and then later on when what's going on right now? I don't know. It's just Grant Williams being Batman. What is this segment, man? Yeah, let's move on. Wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Title episode. Grant Williams is the Batman. Yeah, and then and the game against uh, OKC. Yeah, it's OKC. Shush. This is a shameless segment, man. Yes, I know. Shush. Oh my God. So Wait. is it surprising because he has I the nickname? I want to talk about Celtics, but I don't want to like yeah, this too much. Keep going. It's, just, it's an 
It's surprising because he has the nickname Batman. Is that no, possible? it's surprising because like he actually because he had 13 points. <laughs> no, he actually had. And then later against OKC, yeah, yeah, we played without Smart and Rob Williams. He started against Rob, uh, for Rob Williams, right. and he finished with career high 20 points, 10 rebounds. Actually had a decent game, mm. and everyone was surprised. And so yeah, Batman. One minute, one in the last game. Though. <laughs> <laughs> How many points? Well, that? How well, many points in the last game? Twelve minutes, four points. <laughs> that's what Batman do. That's what Batman do. What? So he put a career high against a team that's trying their hardest to yeah. lose. Yeah. So if and and again, we'll play Utah. He barely played. If so. if Batman put up four points against Utah Jazz, Gotham would be finished. <laughs> Gotham would be finished. <laughs> yeah, we're going with him. Yeah. I mean, now the thing is, like, I, I, I would I'm say, surprised though. I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Grant Williams, <laughs> I can say like his whole season he's been solid. Like compared to last season, like, he's been solid. Like everyone wanted him out. Like all Celtics fans wanted uh, like Grant Williams. Like, if we trade him for a player, Grant Williams will be gonna be the first mm. like player to get in the package and move. Like, but he's, he's been become, solid. He's become a solid role player. Yes, exactly. Fair play. But yeah, Batman. Stop the press. Grant Williams scored 20 points against OKC. Yes, Batman. <laughs> I surprised, shocked, completely well, shell shocked. On that note, <laughs> on that note, swiftly. I told you I was hungry, man. Yeah. <laughs> you sit through ten minutes, two minutes of that. All right, uh, but uh, I mean, speaking of scoring outbursts, <laughs> let's let's. <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> In in, in 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 honor of respect in, Grant in honor of, of, of Batman's uh, scoring <laughs> outburst, uh, we're gonna talk about the scoring title race. Mm. It's very very close uh, from for many days. Historically, it's, it's close, flipping yeah. between LeBron, Giannis, and, and Joel Embiid. At one point, it was uh, it was within like what point one point one yeah point two. I think point yeah. two. I think it was point two. I think yeah. um, Giannis and Embiid were on twenty nine point nine eight or something, and then LeBron was on thirty. It was like no, no. Even before that, they were all on twenty nine twenty nine point eight, but it was like twenty nine point eight three, twenty nine point eight five. Anyway, it was close. So very very. If we're yeah. going that far in, like it, it's just very like, very close. If Giannis had made one more dunk, he would have been leading the the race. Is how close it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is. And you know you, the players doing it. We've got a, a 37-year-old LeBron James who, 16 years ago, averaged his career high of 31 points per game. 16 years on, is still averaging 30. I mean, when you talk about greatness, you can't look any further than that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen. The next like, leading scorer uh, in their 19th season is Kobe at 17. Yeah, and then the next leading scorer at 37 is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with 14. So that just tells you everything about LeBron's longevity, yeah. and um, I think LeBron's longevity is probably his biggest case to yeah. go status for one hundred percent. And then obviously, um, Embiid and Giannis, who just make it look ridiculously easy every night. Um, but Giannis clearly does not care because he what, he took like twelve shots against the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah, he does not. He doesn't but, care about his And he also only plays like twenty five minutes. A night, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like if if. I can only imagine the amount of numbers Giannis would be putting up if he played 35 to 40 minutes a night. Um, but yeah, man, this this race is crazy. Who who, who do we think who is gonna gonna end up winning? It? I think it depends on schedules, like who's playing. Mm. Like as you said, but I, I don't think so. I, I feel like LeBron, I think could, LeBron, drop, LeBron, I think LeBron could drop LeBron forty will. on anyone. I think LeBron will, because uh, I think they need his points. Yeah, like, they need, yeah, that's the thing. They yeah, need his points, and he will play every game left of the season. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, like Bucks and Sixers, they need to as well. Like it's very close in the East, but they don't need they don't need Giannis to play forty minutes every game though. He plays like well, as Jack said, twenty-five exactly. seconds. So. Whereas LeBron, <laughs> even when they don't need LeBron to play forty minutes yeah. in a blowout, he's he's gonna get back out there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think LeBron, and it would be the highlight of LeBron's season. Yeah, so, that yeah. would be mental. Yeah. So, that's the only historical thing that LeBron really has a chance of doing this season because uh, obviously he just passed. We won't, we won't say his name on this podcast, but yep. he just passed him. That man. That man. Uh, but yeah, uh, closest closest scoring title race since 90, 1977 78 Jeez. 
where the, the scoring title was decided by 0.07 points. Oh, man. Wow. George Gervin and David Thompson. Wow. Yeah. That's so, close. Yeah. Yeah, man. But we might get one of them historic, because remember, I remember it was Shaq. He had a game where I think he was tied with David Robinson and uh, his game finished and he he was, at that point, he was leading and then David Robinson went for like 70 points and, and won the title. So we might we might get that type of finish. Yeah. Or on the other side, we might get a player that uh, he finishes at a certain point, two games before the end of the season. Yeah. And uh, where he's at, the other players will need like 60 points to pass him. Maybe even... And, cra- and then they'll sit out. The Maybe even game. crazier than that David Robinson story. I've just read here... Thompson played um, the f- the, his final game and scored 73 points. Uh, George Gervin needed 59 to beat him and he scored 63. Wow. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's mental. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. But th- this is the type of like all-time race we're seeing and it probably will come down to the final day. Yeah. But do you think the like all three players care about scoring title? I hope I hope the NBA media like stirs up a little LeBron bit LeBron definitely cares. LeBron definitely cares, yeah. I mean, it, wasn't it um, like that? I remember the NBA was advertising the hell out of that uh, Sixers-Lakers game last night. Yeah, last night. LeBron not even to play. didn't even play in it. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. It's it's points per game, so... Yeah, you like... You might get players preserving theirs by not playing so they can get yeah. as well. But Giannis definitely doesn't care. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's about it. Even MVP, um, he was asked about MVP and he said, like... Like he, he clearly didn't care. He was like, yeah, the other players are playing pretty well. Like, cool. Yeah, that's yeah, it. He won't. Uh, he wants so a chip. Now, like, he wants yeah, another chip. He, he doesn't. He, he wants another championship. He's had enough seventy get like sixty seventy Game. win yeah. win seasons and yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then with Embiid, um, I think he'll I think he'll go for it because it will strengthen his MVP case. I feel like it's most yeah. important for LeBron though. Yeah. Because um, it'll kind of gloss over what has been. If we're looking back at all the seasons he's been in LA. Lack of, it's a roller coaster, but most of it is yeah. down there. I didn't so it would kind of gloss over that. I think no one will ever, no one will remember this like them missing the playoffs or them yeah. whatever. But they'll remember. They'll remember the scoring title. They'll remember scoring title at age thirty-seven. 37 yeah, like, exactly. So and even even if he doesn't win the scoring title, he still averages twenty-nine points. People are still gonna remember that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's most important for LeBron. I would say. All right. But let's move on. <laughs> Do you want to start it? Is it my cue to lead? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's firstly let's let's put this in context, all right. So the word the word fraud, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the word fraud is very is very subjective. It's a very subjective <laughs> word. There's no real <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate because going going into the season, I think everyone everyone would have call it a success if if the Chicago Bulls were to yeah that's who we're talking about by the way if the Chicago Bulls I mean what you said first round yeah. I said, you I said, happy with the first I said round. make the playoffs I said make the playoffs so yeah get into the first round <laughs> yeah yeah that would have been fine that would have been perfect then second round see that's that's the problem we get we get bamboos get a bit of led astray carried the away fraud, flat out deceived that's 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 the thing. It gets a bit. It gets a bit. You get you get that excitement as a fan. You, you stop. You stop being objective. You get ahead yeah. of yourself. First seed. Ooh. Oh, we're clicking on all cylinders. We went undefeated in the preseason. Oh, like it starts to get you riled up, and then you start you start being a bit reckless. Then you start having, you know, MVP. We might have the MVP. We might have the coach of the year. Championship. I mean. I don't and think then, it went that far though. I don't think it went that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, contenders, contenders. You, you guys are acting like most of these points you didn't agree with me. I, I don't think I did. You didn't say it at that time? Um, and I look, even at our peak, yeah. I never said we, we could win the title. Fact. That's I true. never said that. You never I said, said could. When we were talking about like how there was several contenders that have a possibility of winning a yeah. championship. Even but, I, but realistically, I knew the the Bulls were not winning the title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, I still knew our deficient what our deficiencies were. They were just masked up, right? Yep. And I like to call I thought it, all of your deficiencies were down to injuries, weren't they? <laughs> 
I like to call it. I like to call it a honeymoon period. Okay, right? fair enough. Yeah. So you get a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Those first six months. I wouldn't know, man. <laughs> I wouldn't know much either. But <laughs> from what I've heard, <laughs> from what I've heard, I would know. Those first six months. Yeah. Bliss. Mm. Loving each other. You're talking about marriage, kids, whatever. In the first six months. First six months. I wouldn't go there, man. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, hope, I hope she's not watching, but I, I've, I've had the first six months. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't quite there, but. All right, anyway, <laughs> you have a you have a period in any in any relationship where it's like sunshines, roses, rainbows, and then one day you look at yeah, twelfth man gets injured. One day you roll you roll over in your bed, you see her without makeup. So you roll back over. What, six months in? <laughs> no, but you, you can, definitely don't have the experience. Kind of weird. No, but you can disguise the beauty because it was going so well. But then one day, something goes wrong, or you have an yeah, argument. Okay, we'll take it. You have an yeah, argument. You have an argument, yeah. Yeah. And it goes. And I like to call our argument losing. <laughs> Alex Crusoe, Lonzo Ball. Injuries. Injuries, basically. <laughs> right. But obviously, we're like the thing we all pointed to, right? As chemistry. the Bulls' main success was their chemistry. Chemistry. Yeah. And we we were quite healthy for, I think we started the season 7-0, obviously. Yeah. Had a full roster, chemistry was looking great. Started the season amazing. Then when pieces started coming out of the lineup, chemistry's tested, right? And that's a, a true test of a great team and a, and a contender, is if you can stay afloat without your injuries. Mm-hmm. Because you're, it's unrealistic to think that you're going to be sick, like, be totally uninjured, right? It's, it's unrealistic to think that you're going to yeah. have that, that same... 82-game season. Exactly. Yeah. It's very unrealistic to think that. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've been able to see that, um, you know, Nikola Jokic has been able to keep the Denver Nuggets afloat with, with all, all of his players because he's a great player and they, they play a system that fits his game. Um, I don't think Coach Donovan had a system to accommodate for the injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why... I'm not putting it all on Coach Donovan, of course, but the iso ball offense, where it's just Zach, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan taking turns, has really been exposed since the All-Star break. And you can see that in an 0-16 record against the top three teams in both conferences. When you play a good defense, and they know how to accommodate for iso ball. By the way... We're finished. By the... By the sorry. <clears throat> I'll... I'll. <coughs> Take some water if you need. The, the Pistons have both beaten. Yep, yep, yep. Two of the teams in that, but the, you know, there's there's tanking, <laughs> there's, there's tanking teams that have accidentally, like, they were distraught in the locker room after beating these yep. contenders. Like yep. the management, the GMs were like, ah, we've just lost two percent in the draft odds because they just beat contenders. But but the Bulls, not even by accident, mm-hmm. can't even slip into it. But that that's where I think it must be deeper than. The team's ability, it must be a mental thing at this point. Yeah, two it of, has to be a mental thing. Two and eighteen against top eight teams, not yeah. even contenders, top eight teams. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's just and our defense is just tragic at the moment. Like one pick and roll, and the whole defense goes in disarray. Honestly, watch any Bulls game. One pick no, and thank roll. You. Yeah. One pick and roll. <laughs> oh my god, it's actually just tragic. Like. Nikola Vucevic could not defend a pick and roll to save his life, man. Well, I know, I, I, know I get on this guy heavy. I know I get on this guy heavy, and I'm not even going to mention him. But like, our defense is just pathetic at the moment. Even when we're getting our guys back, like Alex Caruso, I, I famously tweeted, not famously because it got like two likes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you two have seen it where I tweeted, oh, yeah. oh the Bulls are locked in on defense tonight. <laughs> and then as soon as Alex Caruso comes out of the game, <laughs> we go down like 25 or something. Um, so I just went to bed. I've been doing that a lot recently. <laughs> I watched the first quarter and I just go to bed because I can't be bothered. Yeah, the honeymoon period is definitely over. And I, I just think right now the Bulls are at a place where probably they are tal- like, talent-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think I, I and a lot of Bulls fans and a lot of NBA media and a lot of NBA fans got tricked into thinking the Bulls are better than they were. Yeah, it's got yeah. to readjust the standards. Yeah, and I think... So. I've seen a bit, bit. So I've, I've seen a bit. First season together. Yeah, of course. The, this but, is, but it's, an, it's yeah. another thing when, when you're getting gassed up so much in the media, yeah. and I'm gassing the team up myself. I've got to take the L, yeah. and I, I'll take it with both hands. I have to take this L. I'll take it on the chest, and you know we'll move on. Take it on the chest of both hands. But it, it's, yeah, go ahead. But man. from from a subjective standpoint, if we're looking at improvement 
first winning season in God knows how many, like since 15, 16. Yeah. First yeah. time we'll play a game past game 82 since 2017. So obviously, it's for Bulls fans, there's improvement. Yeah. Um, and that's as much as I can say. You should be happy with that. And one thing I like when he's like, just talking about Vucevic and Lars when he got traded to the <laughs> Chicago Bulls. Yeah, we, How we, we, keep, we seem to always arrive was. here, man. You guys, uh, I will like when he, <sighs> you guys act like you have to be objective. I was emotional. I let the emotions get the better of me. And you, like, fans are allowed to have emotional takes. Fair enough. We were on, play. on paper. We were we were getting this, a twenty-five and twelve cent. In this room, we are not fans. Okay, we yes. are objective. <laughs> yes. No, we're fans. What but do you yeah. mean we're not fans? You just you just brought a bro, you oh, spoke about Grant Williams for ten minutes. Okay, sure. <laughs> spoke about Grant Williams for ten minutes, man. Oh man. Look. I'm not gonna even say it, but Lonzo Ball needs to come back, man. <laughs> Lonzo, when he's coming back? I don't. Uh, oh, it's, it's not great news. So he was supposed to come back at the end of March, but apparently they've been putting him through some testing and he hasn't responded well. So yeah, they they've gone back on, but they don't want him to run to do to run it. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, so that's not looking good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah, this I just is wish, a really good foundation. I just wish Coach Donovan would have a a system. Man, it's it almost like, like he has a system. Hey man, what have I? What what was I saying when you got him? Yeah, man. But nah, he's, oh, it's different now. He's what he's got better no, talent. It felt like he's got the, better talent. So at the start of the season, he had a system. It felt like that. Like definitely defensively, like the way we were trapping people and double teaming, it was really good. And we were playing really aggressive defense. Sorry. I never. Sorry, I just needed something. I needed something, and I just ever ever since the in, ever since the injuries, he hasn't been able to adapt, man. So, but that's why he does to you, man. That's what yeah. Donovan does to you, man. At the right time. And look, we're we're looking quite. Actually, I'm not even gonna jinx it. I was gonna say we're looking quite comfy in that fifty, but Raptors and Cavs are right there, so we so could. Are you projected to finish forty-six and thirty-six? So four and six losses currently. But yeah, we've we've got some we've got a mixed schedule coming up. Um, All right. Yeah. But yeah, let's just know if we beat the Celtics in a few days, I'm I won't show up about it. Yeah, I know. But do I care now? Yeah, to be fair, you lot have bigger Defense. bigger goals and aspirations than beating. I, the I'm trying to keep quiet about Celtics. Like I would just well. I would just what do you mean you're trying, trying to keep so quiet? No, no, quiet no. About the Celtics, you're up Grant Grant Williams. Williams. Yeah, I, I know, point, I know. But I mean, I mean about the whole team and how far they can go. I don't want. To right, 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 right. But no, I get you. I get you. Man. Yeah, man. The Bulls are yeah. the Bulls are frauds. I'm saying it officially. They're not frauds. They're not frauds, man. This is this is where they should be. Yeah. Well, to be fair, before the season, you said like, oh, to be like, fair, seed out when I say this is where they should be, 0-16 is unacceptable and not where they should be. But in terms of yeah. like seeding, oh, yeah. this yeah. is where they should yeah. be. Like you said before season, our fifth problem, like fifth, yeah. sixth, something like that. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a realistic fan. But yeah, the the yeah the the, the 0 16, the two and eighteen, uh, that's mental. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's very bad. That's horrendous, man. That's horrendous. But okay. Uh, I feel quite therapeutic, man. Good, <laughs> I actually, I actually appreciate you guys letting good. me do that. <laughs> right, right, right. Got a off my chest. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're talking, so talking about injury-plagued teams, but let's, let's talk about the injured stars right now in the league. So we've had a few announcements over the last week. Uh, Zion ruled out for the season. Dame ruled out for the season. Uh, Murray... Should be back? No, Murray. Um, he was initially supposed to be coming back, but they've the slowed down. The, they've slowed down the, yeah. down now, so they're not quite sure if they're actually going to get him in time. And then Ben Simmons with the herniated disc. So, let's talk about the implications of those. Like, so one by one. So with Zion, um, obviously the Pelicans Pel- doing windmills, empty <laughs> gyms. The day after, the day after the announcement, he's doing windmills and. Like, so he was bending the, the floor as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was getting on him for that. But but yeah, that's in terms it's of smart. It's smart. It's what? smart to do to not bring him to not yeah, rush yeah, him yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, no reason because his his long his long term health is way more important oh, yeah. than the Pelicans trying to get into the for the play, in, the play yeah. in. So yeah, that's that's smart. Um, they just gotta make sure they're strict with him and then make sure they keep him healthy and keep him yeah. on a good regiment so that he comes back fully firing next year. If he's 100% going into training camp yeah. next year, that should be that should be the goal. Pelicans, yeah. I think I think if he if he's 100% healthy next year, Pelicans are probably a playing lock, playoff lock. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be his first preseason, like fully healthy preseason. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All uh, right, so Dame, 
Uh, he, so now he's been officially ruled out for I the think, season. I think that's a blessing for the Sixers. For Blazers. Sorry, not for Sixers, Blazers, my bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think that's a blessing for the for the Blazers. Because yeah. they were... With um, Simons out as well, um, they're just tanking now, so... Yeah. But I don't trust them, because have you seen... Do they have their pick? Yeah. They okay. should have their pick. But they're... Uh, their whole retool project, yeah. Apparently, um, I've seen a few scared Blazers fans, like terrified Blazers fans, because there's rumours of them being linked to Jeremy Grant by, and a, see, by a trade. The and then, yeah, the, the two players, was it uh, Nurkic and, and Hart, posted with him. Oh. And they've there's, there's rumours they're considering trading their own pick for From Jeremy Grant. Nah, stupid. Oh my! They just don't. They don't know what to do. Yeah, they need. I, I feel like at this point, it, yeah, it, it, Dame it, demanding a trade would like save their franchise. No, but this this situation kind of yeah. reminds me of um, the Warriors when they tanked when Steph Curry was out and they got a good pick. Although obviously they had the pieces coming back, it's like if you can get a talented like I don't know yeah, where their the pick Warriors, is going to land. The Warriors was like a break from being a dynasty and a contender yeah. to then being like trash for one year and then back to being a contender. But at least if if you if you tank this year, get a good pick or trade it. Obviously you don't want to trade that for Jeremy Grant. But if you can get something better than that or a talented young player, it sets you it either sets you up in a good position to move from Dame, which we don't know how they're going to do that. Obviously it's it's not the easiest trade in the world. Well, then just use the pick. No, but I'm saying they're going to... I think they'll use the pick. But if it, if it's a player that can come in and, like, uh, complement Dame and make the Blazers more talented, they have, yeah, but a goal for, they have a goal for the future when Dame does move on, but they can still be co- kind of competitive in the now, I think. Yeah, but that's... Because team, teams like that that can't pick a direction, like, that's no good. But but what I'm saying is they have a direction once they moves on if they pick a, a a good draft prospect. But that means you're not going. Yeah, I guess. It, but it, I'm talking about it, I'm I'm talking about them if if they were to use it for a grunt or whatever. Oh yeah, no, no that's a terrible idea. Yeah, that's a that's terrible idea. Because thing. Grant doesn't shift the needle enough for you to become a contender. So at all. it's yeah. like there's no real point. But even you I might as well like take just, a bet on a on a draft prospect. It's just delaying the inevitable because who can they acquire in free agency that? Is gonna move the needle. I don't have the answers. Like, firstly, this free agency isn't really that that elite anyway. And then, the the Blazers have never been a destination. Destination. So, yeah. Yeah. But okay. All right, Murray. So, obviously, it's a weird one. Jokic is he's keeping them afloat. Back yeah. to hurting. Like they need help, but. Like, do you want to bring him into playoffs? Yeah. That's the like, thing. Especially bringing a guard in as well. Yeah. Bringing two big players that are going to take up a, a lot of usage in at that point of the season. But would, would you not rather risk that than waste what could be a good season? Like, could be a good regular season? I think they... Because as much as they could throw off team balance, whatever, they well, could I also... Just say, yeah. I think they've just... They've surpassed the point where where they can make that that switch and it can like, I just think Jokic needs as much help as he can get because yeah, it, the, the Nuggets second leading scorer is Will Barton on 14.5 points per game the only team in the NBA that doesn't have two scorers above 15 points per game is the Nuggets and they're still in the sixth seed obviously that speaks a lot to Jokic's brilliance yeah. but in the playoffs it's going to be a completely different game and that is not sustainable but yeah you're, you'd be bringing them back as decoys though like Harden and yeah but even still I think that yeah. still helps you it yeah. helps you oh, it will help a lot yeah especially but does it help you Jokic. if you bring back two so Michael Porter Jr injury prone player mm. if you set him back even worse and it's a like that's dangerous. No, and I think you you're should. bringing in a player off an ACL injury. Like, look at Clay, look at players like that that have come off that. Normally, there's a subsequent injury after yeah. that if you rush them back too quickly. So, I think, is I it don't worth think that? they're rushing them uh, them back. I think but, first, what, first of Murray Murray got injured in the playoffs last season, didn't he? Yeah, I guess no. Was it last season? It's been less than a year. I've always been more than a year. Anyway. Because he played... I think before, it was before playoffs. Was it? Oh, was it like... I think it was against... I remember he... I, I think he got injured against the Warriors. And I think it was just leading into the playoffs. Yeah, right, I think right. it was before um, playoffs. So like a year. Yeah. But what... I think, look, first and foremost, you have to prioritise the player's health. Yes. So obviously that's a that's a decision that 
the the physio is gonna have to make. But if there is any way you can guarantee their health and get them back, you have to do it. I think. Yeah. But obviously that's a perfect scenario for the yeah. Nuggets. Yeah. And it and it looks like it's not gonna go like that way because yeah. I I think both Porter and Murray were supposed to be back now, especially Porter. I think. Yeah, they, think end of they got assigned to the G League. Uh, yeah, there was a report that Jamal Murray is not close to returning. Wow. Oh, yeah. So. And two weeks ago, it said 50-50. Now it's saying not close. So that doesn't look like... No, I don't... Yeah, that they probably won't like, get him back then. Yeah, that doesn't look likely. And then with in, in Michael Porter Jr.'s case, I'm not sure, but it, he's an injury-prone player. That's why he fell in the draft. Yeah. So that's... That that's back, a, that's that a, back is... Um, you, can't, you can't really mess around with a back. And then no. speaking of that, Ben Simmons... Honiated disc. It's had back issues in the past. That that is very scary for a team in the Brooklyn Nets that um, gave up James him. Harden. Yeah, they gave up James Harden and they acquired him as a long term as a long term asset. And and he was supposed to be the guy that was supposed to um, right all their wrongs in the defensive end. So he was um, seen as kind of the ceiling raiser for the Nets. Yeah. Um, and to not have him will, will be tough. I don't think he'll be back this year. Yeah, because could, the prospect quite of bringing, especially when he has mental issues, and like he has those demons with the playoffs and with just play, like playing in general, bringing him back off an injury of that magnitude and and having not played for a full year, like that's yeah, and that's and, a huge loss and into a new guys. team where he doesn't he's not comfortable with the system yet as well. Yeah, and they're putting a lot of responsibility. It sounds like they're going to put a, a oh, lot yeah. of responsibility on his shoulders yeah. mm-hmm. to be the the defensive anchor. And obviously in Philly, he was still the defensive anchor, but he had Joel Embiid alongside him to shoulder yeah. that load. Yeah. In Brooklyn, he kind of feels like he's alone on in that his sense. Own, yeah. So um, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a lot for him, hundred percent. So I think, and you know, I, I could easily see them running it back and having. Being if everyone's healthy and every, no more COVID restrictions, I could easily see the Nets running it back and being the one seed next year or being like right up there if yeah. everyone's yes, healthy. Yeah. So I don't think their window is closed. So I don't think they have to do it this year. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather bring Ben Simmons into a like training camp, mm. bring him into, yeah, give him a sure. chance to get healthy, then spend the whole summer like working on his game, whatever, and then bringing him Mad. in that, in that. Yeah, because bringing players back in the playoffs is is difficult. Like that's yeah. that's a tough thing to do. Like not every player is Kevin Durant or you know like that type of player to where, to where they can adjust that quickly. Mm. But yeah, it's definitely. But a lot of these situations are are very difficult to make. Yeah, hundred so. percent. Yeah. yeah, and it is is frustrating for us as NBA fans that a lot of teams that could be contenders probably won't because of injuries. Yeah, um, but sure. that's just the way the NBA has always been, really. So it's sports. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. But with that, uh, we have concluded this episode of the Full Court Talk podcast. Thanks for listening. If you got to this point, and we're out. Peace. Yeah.